Good greetings in the Master's name. Uh, you can open your Bibles to John chapter 6. Now the service this evening, if I were going to give you a multiple choice on what you would call it, I won't ask you to raise your hand, but uh, would you choose a Eucharist? Would you choose the Lord's Supper? Would you choose Communion? Or we could throw a couple more in, Remembrance or Breaking Bread. I think all these have been referred to this service before and by various groups. So we'll maybe, uh, that's not a focus of the message, but I just was thinking about that. Uh, here are, in John 6, I would like to read a good part of this chapter, uh, starting verse 25. And when they had found him on the other side of the sea, they said unto him, Rabbi, when camest thou hither? Jesus answered them and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Ye seek me, not because ye saw the miracles, but because ye did eat of the loaves and were filled. Labor not for the meat which perisheth, but for that meat which endureth unto everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall give unto you, for him hath God the Father sealed. Then they said unto him, What shall we do that we might work the works of God? Jesus answered and said unto them, This is the work of God, that ye believe on him whom he has sent. They said therefore unto him, What sign showest thou then that we may see and believe thee? What dost thou work? Our fathers did eat manna in the desert, as it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Moses gave you not that bread from heaven, but my Father giveth you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. Then said they unto him, Lord, evermore give us this bread. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. But I said unto you, that ye also have seen me, and believe not. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. For I came down from heaven, not to do mine own will, but the will of him that sent me. And this is the Father's will which hath sent me, that of all which he hath given me I should lose nothing, but should raise it up again at the last day. And this is the will of him that sent me, that every one which seeth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up at the last day. The Jews then murmured at him, because he said, I am the bread of I am the bread which came down from heaven. And they said, Is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How is it that he saith, I came down from heaven? Jesus therefore answered and said unto them, Murmur not among yourselves, no man can come to me except the Father which has sent me draw him. And I will raise him up at the last day. I will raise him up at the last day. It is written in the prophets, and they shall, all, they shall be all taught of God. Every man therefore that hath heard and hath learned of the Father cometh unto me. Not that any man hath seen the Father, save he which is of God. He hath seen the Father. Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me hath everlasting life. I am that bread of life. 
Your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which cometh down from heaven that a man may eat thereof and not die. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. The Jews therefore strove among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except ye eat the flesh of the Son of Man, and drink his blood, ye have no life in you. Whoso eateth my flesh, and drinketh my blood, hath eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He that eateth my flesh, and drinketh my blood, dwelleth in me, and I in him. As the living Father has sent me, and I live by the Father, so he that eateth me, even he shall live by me. This is that bread which came down from heaven. Not as your fathers did eat manna, and are dead, he that eateth of this bread shall live forever. These things said he in the synagogue, as he taught in Capernaum. Many, therefore, of his disciples, when they had heard this, said, This is a hard saying. Who can hear it? When Jesus knew in himself that his disciples murmured at it, he said unto them, Doth this offend you? What, and if ye shall see the Son of Man ascend up where he was before? It is the Spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit, and they are life. But there are some of you that believe not, for Jesus knew from the beginning who they were that believed not, and who should betray him. And he said, Therefore said I unto you, that no man can come unto me, except it were given unto him of my Father. From that time, many of the disciples went back and walked no more with him. Then said Jesus unto the twelve, Will ye also go away? Then Simon Peter answered and said, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. And we believe and are sure that thou art that Christ, the Son of the living God. Now, the setting here or the background a little bit, Jesus had fed the 5,000. So he took just a couple small portions of bread and broke it, fed 5,000 people. And then the people said, let's make him our king. You know, if you had a king like that, you'd be sitting pretty king that could do stuff like that and Jesus he got away from there he didn't want to be that kind of king and so the disciples I believe they left and Jesus was walking on the sea that's a miracle and then the people were looking for Jesus and they gathered that he had left out disciples had left out so they went looking for him and they found him on the other side of the sea and they said when'd you get here how'd you get here sort of a earthly concern and jesus said you're not looking for me 
because you're you're not looking for the um, unearthly. You're not looking for the miracles. You're just looking for something that's going to satisfy your earthly desires. And he said, don't labor for meat which perishes, but for what endures for everlasting life. And they kind of um, connected a little bit with that. And they said, well, what shall we do that we might work the works of God? In other words, labor. He said, labor. And so they said, well, you know, how are we going to labor to, 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 to along your track of thinking? And Jesus said, the work of God is that you believe on him whom he has sent. Do you think that believing is work? The work of God is to believe on him whom he has sent. Well, the word believe there, and always in Scripture, the word believe has the idea of complete, absolute trust leaning on. And I don't know if that takes work, but it uh, it's a very... Um, uh, it's a very... Uh, practical thing it's not just a theoretical thing to lean lean on God trust totally in him and they sort of uh, well they kind of kept on with this uh, he said uh, this he told him, this is the word of God that ye believe on him who may have sent and so they said uh, approve yourself Prove yourself. And um, they said, our fathers got this miracle in the wilderness. We got manna. Uh, what, what are you going to show us? And he said, uh, Jesus said, well, now that, he said, well, it wasn't Moses that did that. It was God. But now God is sending you the true bread from heaven. Not the, not the, that, people ate that manna and they died. But if you eat the bread that God is sending from you, you'll never die. And uh, they said, give it to us. And he said, it's me. He said, I am the bread of life. I came down from heaven. And he, he, have these, he, he talks about uh, everlasting life in here. Life. And uh, doing the Father's will. And they, and they said, well, he says he came down from above. We know him. He's Joseph's son. What's he mean he came down from heaven? And so then he refers to the prophets and uh, he keeps claiming he keeps claiming that he's from God he came down he's this bread that will give him everlasting life you notice in verses 47 46, 47, 48 he, he keeps on repeating this hammering this 
Oh, well, maybe hammering isn't the right word, but he keeps emphasizing this to him. I'm the living bread in 51. I'm the living bread which came down from heaven. And if a man eats this bread, he'll live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. Well, that uh, really, um, I don't know if you'd say confused, but it, it just kind of, um, well, I don't know this here. You ever use that word discombobulated? You know, they, they just weren't quite sure where to go with that. How can this man give us his flesh to eat? And so Jesus says, Except ye eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoso eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood hath eternal life. And they said this is a hard saying. You know, a few days earlier, they were ready to make him king. And now about all that's left following him is his 12. Why? Um... Why did Jesus make it so difficult for people? You know, back to Jesus. Okay, Jesus uh, often spoke in parables, or at least we have a number of them in the scriptures. He spoke in parables. He's he used literal things, natural things, to speak of spiritual truth. And that's what he's doing here. And, I mean, okay, I was going to ask you, we're, we're literalists, right? We believe the Bible literally. I mean, we just take it for what it says. And he said, if you, eat, if you don't eat my flesh and drink my blood, you don't have eternal life. And there are, there are denominations, there are groups that take that literally. And I don't know, they usually have wafers or something, but you eat that wafer and you're eating. It turns in to the flesh of Christ. Has to because he said you have to do that to have eternal life. So they're literalists. But Jesus spoke in parables. And so when he got down to the parable of the sower, what was he teaching? The disciples said, well, they said a couple things. They said, what do you teach that way for? And they said, what's this mean? And he told them what it means. He also told them why he spoke in parables. And so, Lang so, so Jesus, here's what I firmly believe here. I'm a literalist, okay? But Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Okay, in, in, in English, some of you will remember this. In English, we have figures of speech. And we have similes, and we have metaphors. And uh, so, um, uh, let's see, I wrote one down here. Okay, like, my life is an open book. My life is an open book. It, it's, a, it's a metaphor. A simile is when you use like or as, and you say, uh, that baby is as cute as a button. That's a simile. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. 
It's a metaphor. I, he said, I am the door. Was Jesus a door? He said, I'm the light of the world. He said, you're the light of the world. He said, you're the salt of the earth. And I, I, I don't think we should minimize the seriousness with which Jesus spoke. Like when he said, if your eye offends you, pluck it out. We understand that to be a figure of speech. Um, every language has things like that. Uh, well, that, that's not quite like what Jesus is saying, but he, he was just, to us, he was emphasizing how serious that is, okay. But, well, I don't want to go on about English, but there's so many things in language, like if you say, uh, I'll run that past the committee. You know, you're just going to, I'll run that past the committee. Okay, so the committee's lined up on the front bench and you go dashing past them. See, that's not what it means. Uh, and I'm not trying to make light here of Scripture, but I'm, I'm saying that this passage here in John 6 is where my mind went, uh, thinking about this service. And, uh, and maybe, maybe it's touching more on theology. I, w I want to go a little further than, than, than this chapter here. But to help us to understand, in fact, I think somebody asked me within the last year or two, somebody in Anabaptist circles, uh, they had friends, I think Anglican friends, and they said, well, you know when you take the emblems, is, uh, you know, is it, uh, uh, it's kind of like, you know, does it kind of become the flesh and the blood of Christ? You know? Um, some churches are very strong on that some denominations and um, I think we have a good understanding of scripture Jesus spoke in parables so anyway um, actually the disciples Peter caught on because Jesus said will you also go away and Peter said we believe and are sure that you're the Christ, the Son of the living God. He was saying, I believe you are the bread of life. We believe and are sure that thou art that Christ, the Son of the living God. We believe you're the bread of life that came down from heaven. He had it right. Well, let's... Um, I'd like to turn to a couple passages where we do have the Last Supper and what Jesus said. Um, let's turn to Mark 14. By the way, the title of the message is Partake of Christ. Partake of Christ. Because see, some, some groups say when you eat the bread and you drink the cup, you're partaking of Christ. Literally. And that's the title of the message, Partake of Christ. Okay, Mark 14, 22 to 24. And as they did eat, Jesus took bread and blessed and break it and gave to them and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took the cup and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and they all drank of it. And he said unto them, This is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many. 
So he said, this is my body. And he took the cup and gave thanks. Uh, and that's, I don't know if I knew that before or not. If I, if I had, I forgot. But the give thanks there, the Greek word is eucharist. Um, let's see, it's uh, eucharisteo. And that's where the groups get their word for Eucharist. Uh, Jesus gave thanks. The, the Greek word is Eucharist. And so they have some uh, basis for calling it the Eucharist. Uh, and so then he said, this is my blood. Okay, now let's turn to Luke. Luke 22. Nineteen and twenty. We want here Luke two, nineteen and twenty. And he took bread and gave thanks. There it is again, and break it, and gave unto them, saying, "This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me." Likewise, also the cup after supper, saying. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you. So a couple things I notice here. He says, um, he break it, and he said, this is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. Do this in remembrance of me. And he said the same thing for the cup. Um, well, no, he didn't say it for the cup. He said it for the bread. But he said, this cup is the New Testament. The New Testament, the New Covenant in my blood is what, what the blood stands for. Okay, now let's go to 1 Corinthians 11. First Corinthians 11, uh, in verse 21 is where we have the Lord's Supper. That's We often call it the Lord's Supper. He says, for in eating every, no, it's verse 20. When ye come together, therefore, into one place, this is not to eat the Lord's Supper. So just pointing out that we do have a scriptural reference there to the Lord's Supper. Uh, now, verse 24 to 26. Oh, well, I'll start with 23. Paul says, for I have received of the Lord that which I also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night, in which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he brake it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you, this do in remembrance of me. So it's a memorial service. After the same manner also, he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood, this do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he comes. So there he's saying that the church is to do this until he returns. Now let's go back yet to 1 Corinthians 10. 16 and 17. The cup of blessing which we bless, is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? The bread which we break, is it not the communion of the body of Christ? And the word communion there, and I, again, I'm not sure if I knew that before or not, but I noticed at this time, 
the the word the Greek word there is koinonia. That's a, a, a word we all we refer to from time to time. Koinonia means fellowship. Uh, it's an assembly, but it, here it's the communion or it's participation in the body of Christ. The um, Strong said it uh, partnership participation is translated fellowship communion and some other things. Uh, a, a Young's literal translation translated this verse, the cup of the blessing that we bless, is it not the fellowship of the blood of the Christ? The bread that we break, is it not the fellowship of the body of the Christ? And so we often emphasize communion service and and. Um, the, the body of Christ is the church. And so that's something we often emphasize, the communion. This evening, I'm thinking a little bit more about our, our partaking of Christ, our participation with Christ. And um, like, let's see, that song we sang, um, I think it said it. We taste thee, O thou living bread, and long to feast upon thee still. We drank of thee, the fountainhead, and thirst our souls from thee to fill. Our restless spirits yearn for thee, where'er our changeful lot is cast, that desire for fellowship with Christ. And this is to a certain extent, a symbol of that. Uh, partaking of Christ, fellowship with Christ. And a couple more verses yet, um, kind of along that line. Let's turn to Mark 10. So I wanted to touch, or actually I guess that was a good bit of the emphasis, on the how we understand eating the flesh of Christ, drinking his blood from a theological standpoint, but we always need to get beyond just the head knowledge of stuff. We need to have our theology right, but we don't want to stop there. And so this partaking of Christ and what it means for us. Um, here in Mark 10, I want verses 37 to 39. The disciples came, one of the, one of the uh, gospels says the mother came, and it was probably all of them together. And Jesus asked them what they wanted. And they said unto him, Grant unto us that we may sit one on thy right hand and the other on thy left hand in thy glory. But Jesus said unto them, Ye know not what ye ask. Can ye drink of the cup that I drink of and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? He said, Can you partake of my life? And they said unto him, We can. 
And Jesus said unto them, Ye shall indeed drink of the cup that I drink of, and with the baptism that I am baptized with shall ye be baptized. He says, You will. You'll participate in my life. And all the disciples were martyred but John, the revelator. That's what he meant here. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 4. I'm not saying at all that the only way to participate in the life of Christ is to be a martyr. But this was real to the early church and many believers since. 2 Corinthians 4, 10 and 11. Paul says about himself, always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. For we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. That's partaking of Christ. And we haven't really experienced a lot of that, uh, maybe in some small ways, but as time, as the Lord tarries and time goes on, it's looking to me like it, it will become more of a literal reality for us, or at least our children, depending on what age we are here. Um, but that's, that's part of partaking of Christ. But we don't have to wait for that to be partakers of Christ. Uh, Philippians 1. Philippians 1, verse 20. According to my earnest expectation and my hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but that with all boldness as always, so now also Christ shall be magnified in my body, whether it be by life or by death. And then we're very familiar with Paul's testimony in verses, chapter 3, verse 10. And well, I'll just read verse 10. There's others here too. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings. I mean, we're commemorating the suffering of Christ. And Paul says he wants to know the fellowship of his sufferings, being made conformable unto his death. We're remembering the death of Christ. Paul wants to be made conformable unto his death. So, communion with Christ, that's kind of that's what my concern or point is this evening. Partaking of Christ. So, uh, we remember. We remember Christ. We remember the broken bed. We remember the shed blood. And we want to Suffering sometimes is a part of that fellowship with Christ. But again, as that song said, just that longing, that longing for a fellowship with Christ. So as we take the emblems, as we take the bread, we take, and we're remembering the death of Christ, we're also, I think, saying that we long for communion and fellowship with Christ.